sitting in front of one of the last fires at this location. Probably by the time you hear this podcast, I will be on the road again. I'm looking forward to that. But there have been, it's been quite uh, an interesting few days. And uh, I want to talk about uh, what I've gone through in the last few days in relation to my podcast and serving up my podcast from my own website. And I'm going to give you a little bit of history if you haven't listened to me for uh, the more than, I don't know how many years, uh, podcasting since 2009, so at least 10 uh, 12, 13 years of podcasting, over a thousand, eleven hundred podcasts, over eleven hundred podcasts, as you know. I guess I knew that this day was going to come at some point when it, as it pertains to the website, just because of the size and uh, the pure magnitude of what I do. And I had occasion to run afoul of uh, some very arbitrary, uh, I guess, boundaries regarding uh, my hosting service. Bad service is not service. Podcast 1107, the Bob Davis Podcasts. So there's a lot of developments, and uh, there's going to be a lot more developments as we go forward. And I'm very happy to have two sponsors that have really stuck with me through thick and thin just lately. One of them is Garden Gurus, the uh, uh, great landscapers in Minneapolis, GardenGurusMN.com. Very quickly, I'll just tell you that they can set you up with a really nice garden. They, go, they do corporate clients. They also stage real estate, which is going to become and is becoming very important for people that want to sell houses and they do corporate as i said so if you have a restaurant or something to that effect they do great work gardengurusmn.com i actually don't know where to begin here but i'm going to preface this i'm going to have to make a statement and then i'm going to have to come back around and i'm doing this off the top of my head because i don't think there's any other way i'm not going to sit down and write this podcast because to do so uh will take away from the the intensity of my feelings about this. And there's a bunch of statements that come to mind, and maybe I should just make a few. One of them is that uh, content creators are increasingly at the mercy of, I guess you could say, near monopolies when it comes to hosting, when it comes to services, when it comes to platforms instead of the the old studio system of Hollywood, what we have is the studio system of software engineers who do things, make things happen that happen that really no one understands what's happening. And increasingly, and I'm not necessarily even talking about artificial intelligence, uh, that comes into play, but increasingly, what these companies think of as service is just simply not service at all. It's terrible service. Most people have these experiences if uh, they have an experience with um, with uh, a distributor of their videos. Uh, they have an experience with their cell phone provider. They have an experience with their cable uh, provider. In fact, Comcast years ago took an incredible amount of um, crap from uh, customers who, who started to just simply put the uh, conversations they had with Comcast uh, on YouTube. 
So this is nothing new. I think this is rife in American industry. Uh, oftentimes, I don't think anyone is home. One hand knoweth not what the other is doing. Executives spend all of their time going to conferences or, or uh, pumping out uh, poetic bromides on social media about how they care about their employees or who, how many awards the front office won for uh, making sure the dogs aren't uh, mistreated or whatever it is that they do. And I know this sounds sarcastic, but I'm kind of ticked off. So I'm trying to hold back on that and just do this because uh, I think it needs to be done. Now, I'm not going to, I am not going to tell you who my, uh, uh, you know, uh, hosting service is other than to say, you know who it is, right? It's the most, probably the best known hosting service. Uh, the reason I'm not going to do that is for me to put them on blast, as it were. I don't want to be a Karen. I'm trying to point out what I think is a serious problem. Once I do that, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing about it and what, uh, what is going to happen and what has already happened to a certain degree. And, I, uh, and that's, going to, that's going to get rather ethereal. <laughs> okay? I think people should know. So I have a website that has been my website, which includes all of the podcasts I have done since the first podcast that I did, which was entitled 1B way back in, oh, I don't know, I guess it was August of 2009. And I've often talked that at that time, even the genius bar at Apple didn't really know how to get a podcast on the internet. We ended up finding this thing called iLife. Somehow a podcast had to, had to have an internet address from where it was served up from so that it could be put on iTunes. And that was how I started out. And almost no one knew how to do it, but I was able to do it. And it was not easy, but we did it. And then in 2013, um, I came back around and I got somebody to uh, build me a WordPress site. And this has been the site that has driven the podcasts, that BobDavisPodcast.com, uh, and has held the podcasts and the blogs, and the outbound links, and the advertiser uh, banners, and everything since 2013 to the extent that there are uh, 1,106 uh, uh, pieces of data up there. Very, I refuse to put up 78K, or not 78K, but 96K, uh, or 128K, podcast files. I put up 320k podcast files. Very large, very high quality podcast uh, uh, audio files. And uh, it held those and, and it holds them since 2013. So I get an email uh, two weekends ago that says, uh, you're in via you network violation. You need to address this or we're going to take your site down. Here are the files that need to be deleted. Now, what they were looking at were files that appeared to be storage. And it's against the rules of uh, the agreement that you sign with the, you know, the terms of agreement to store files on uh, the servers. Unless you have, well, I'll tell you that in a second. It gets complicated. 
the problem is, and, and, and the first thing that happened was I got a hold of somebody and then they gave me to somebody else and they gave me a guy in the Philippines who uh, it was a difficult conversation because it was hard to understand him, a nice guy who was trying. And uh, I said, all of these files are present and operating the system. They are, they are, they are serving up pictures. They are serving up audio. They are part of an active website. None of this is, quote-unquote, in storage. And he said, okay, let me ask NetVIA, which is their term for network violations. And we kept getting the same pat answer. And finally, I said to him, I said, I don't think there's anybody in network violations. I think it's just... I think it's just a bot. I don't. I think it's doing something it shouldn't be doing. And you've got to talk to somebody with enough authority that they can say, okay, this guy's all right. Well, that's not going to happen. They just kept saying, you have to take the files down. And you have to take the files down within 24 hours or we're going to turn your website off. Okay. So I get my web developer on the phone who isn't just a fly-by-night person. She is a, she's an IT professional. She was like, What? And she gets on the phone with them and proceeds to go through the same ridiculous situation with me. And we, I finally I said, what files specifically are they talking about? Well, they were talking about pictures. And um, there, the, the WordPress was set up to do something a certain way. And it produced many variations in size of the same photograph, JPEG that went with the website or that was included in outbound links or whatever. So it looked like it was multiplying and it looked like it was storing those photos. Could not get them to understand that. So finally I said to her, all right, take the pictures out. So uh, the first thing that happened was that seemed to mollify them for the short term and we thought we were done and that cost me $450 right there. Then, uh, when I was talking to the guy from the Philippines, he said, well, you can solve all this by moving to a virtual private server, which is an additional such and such amount of money. Fast forward to the next Sunday, I wake up and I go to my Instagram page and somebody says, hey, man, I went to your site. It's down. Well, I've seen that before and it's usually the person's phone or whatever. So I go to the site, and yes, indeed, it is down. So I called uh, Beth up, and I was like, guess what? They've taken it down. So then she proceeds to spend the rest of the day, this is the second Sunday in the road, on the phone with these people, and came to the conclusion that, uh, basically, the, we came to the conclusion that they were trying to upsell us into a VPS. And I said, if we can keep all the data and move to a VPS, virtual private server, if it's an extra 150 bucks or whatever, let's do it. So she comes back. It's going to be 179 bucks. I said, good, we're done, done and done. So we begin the migration from the old panel to the new virtual private server. This continues. Uh, we got a reprieve. They said this will be done within 24 hours. Uh, and by, by the way, they hung up on her once, and we talked to many, many different people. All of them had a different story. All of them had a different idea about things. None of them helped. Finally, we got to the last guy, and we had completed this migration. The site is up, and he says, you don't have enough memory. And it was like he put us on the wrong server, so now we have to migrate again to another server. This is not, we didn't do any of this. 
Keep in mind, this was not something that we did. This is this company's help desk or whatever you want to call it, the people that you talk to when you call and you have a problem with your website, this is their people who don't have a clue what they're doing, basically. And, uh, okay, we're going to have to figure out a way to get, to get it over to the site. So she calls somebody else and manages to parlay herself up to a higher level person who says, what did they do? They didn't have to do any of this. Uh, all you have to do is take down all those files. This, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this before I talk about, you know, my friends at 36 Lim, but I got I to gotta tell you this. There was a point at which I said, you know what? I'm ready to just basically shut the whole thing down. I don't care. I really... I don't care. This has been an enormous amount of work, and uh, I don't even. And she was like, "You know, what, just hang on, hang on. Let's not get crazy. Let's not do anything rash. Let's just work the problem and see if we can get through this." So he says, y "You have to take the files down." So the end result is that if you go to the BobDavisPodcast.com and you go back to prior to anything past going back, anything past 2018. You can see the blogs, but there's no audio and there's no pictures and there's no outbound links or anything. There's no data other than what is in WordPress with the blogs for roughly two-thirds of the content on the site. Now, that doesn't bother me, and I'm going to tell you why in the second half of this podcast. Got to say hi to my guys at 36 Lynn, the independently owned and operated refueling station in South Minneapolis. With the frustration with big business... Sometimes it's nice to know somebody is operating a business and they're there every day. Lonnie is there, his guys are there, and they are working on building an experience for people, locally sourced products when it comes to food, when it comes to candy and all the other stuff, and also getting you a lower price for the fuel so that you can, you know, they can pass the savings on to customers, which is what independent refueling stations do. So if you get the chance, check them out. They're in South Minneapolis, 36th Street South and Lindale Avenue South. They've been there for years. They do a lot of community stuff. They're a lot of fun. They have a great Instagram feed. Uh, it's 36 Lynn. It's at 36 Lynn at Instagram. Uh, and thanks again, you guys, for sponsoring the Bob Davis Podcast. It means a ton to me. Now, I don't know if you can follow all of that, but this last guy that Beth talked to, she's my web developer, said um, they were just trying to get you to move to a... Uh, they were trying to upsell you, basically. They were just trying to move you to a VPS, and it cost more. That's what they were trying to do. And you didn't even have to move to a VPS, because now that you remove the files, we can put you back in the general cheaper uh, panel, for lack of a better term. So I said to Beth, so I spent $1,000, because this cost me another 500 bucks to, of her time, and I said, uh, so I just spent $1,000 to go back to where I was and have two-thirds less content. And we laughed. If you have something that you have to get done where you have to call somebody, you're going to be on the phone all day. Now, I can understand that if it's some big deal, uh, you know, hoity-toity website or huge business that has, a, you know, where you're on the phone all day with lawyers or something. This is, this is the kind of stuff that should take 10 minutes, and they should be able to go, oh, yeah, we see the problem. We'll fix it. Don't worry about it. 
but they don't do that. They run you around and run you around and upsell you and downsell you, and they don't know what they're doing. One side doesn't know what the other side is doing. And this company advertises what it calls, quote-unquote, kick-ass service. But it isn't kick-ass service. In fact, it's not service at all. And I think this is a problem in our country, and I think it's a problem all over the place. And often companies, they'll, they'll throw it, well, COVID is an excuse. And, oh, uh, shortages is an excuse. And, oh, this is an excuse. And that's an excuse. And uh, I just think uh, there is no excuse. I uh, had occasion to, I used to get these shakes from this company that's a, a, a multi-level marketing company. And uh, my friend uh, Lois made me, you know, uh, what do you call it, uh, one of her people on one of her levels so I could get a discount on these shakes because they were at the time something like $40 a, a bag and, and with the discount I got them for like 26 So I was pretty happy about that. And for years I, I got them at, at for 26 bucks. And then suddenly uh, during COVID, they didn't have them anymore. And they haven't had them since, but they're still advertising. Oh, and so I sent them a note. What, what happened to the shakes? Oh, you know, COVID shortages. We're really working really hard to get this, yada, yada, yada. And I sent back a note and I said, listen, you're a billion dollar company. There is no excuse. There's just no excuse. We let people off the hook in this country too much. We ought to say, you know, if you can't get me a car, then why am I buying your stock, General Motors? If you can't get me a car, Ford, you know, if you can't find a part uh because of whatever because you're t you're listening to somebody else's excuse or if you can't find me something then what does that say how and this is my only question that I'll like that's somewhat caustic how is it that these companies are quote unquote making money meaning they're going to go out to wall street and tell everybody how great they're doing how is it possible and this is why you see companies like iHeartRadio with a highly negative price to uh, uh, earnings ratio. Oh, our stock is doing very well. Yeah, it's doing great, except if you look at your price to earnings ratio, it's, it's, uh, it's a disaster. And there's a lot of companies that are like that, that, that on, the, on the surface, they look like they're just gangbusters, but in reality, they're, they're bankrupt. They're bankrupt in management. They're bankrupt in, in quality of service. And this is why uh, uh, I've long rooted for a bad recession because these businesses, I think a lot of businesses need to go out of business. I think they need to go bankrupt. I think they, they need to have serious problems. If I didn't have a great business AT&T guy who is exceptional, easy, shout out to easy. Uh, if I had to deal with AT&T from a consumer standpoint and not from a business standpoint, they have a pretty good business department, and, and I really do think it's due to EZ. It's not due to anything else. It's due to this individual who's a phenomenal salesperson and who is phenomenal at taking care of things. Uh, I wouldn't even have a cell phone today because my cell phone went kaput out in the desert, and uh, he took care of me. He made sure I got a cell phone, which was well above and beyond um, what his job description was. There are far and few between are those kinds of people in business anymore that will go the extra. Remember the a book uh, In Search of Excellence? They talk about the Frito-Lay guys who would drive through a snowstorm to make sure that a small store had a supply of uh, Fritos or whatever. Uh, or 
uh, you know, companies like Dana, where the executives would walk the floor in midnight to make sure that everything was okay. Those people don't exist anymore. They're all dead or they retired years ago. And what we're left with are people who have no idea what they're doing for whatever reason, either bad management or they're not trained properly or they just don't care. And I got news for you. These people keep pointing to unemployment statistics saying, oh, the, the, the unemployment market, the, the employment market is very tight and we, we just can't fire these people. Well, the day of reckoning is ultimately going to come. And this is why businesses that people think are so great are going to go out of business. They are going to become the Kmart of tech or the Kmart of airlines or the Kmart of whatever because they they can't uh, they can't deal. They they can't adapt. How is it that Sears missed what uh, Amazon has become in terms of uh, 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 selling stuff online? I mean, Amazon is Sears. Why didn't Sears do that? And that's an important question. Why didn't uh, Xerox understand? what uh, the operating system, which later became Mac uh, OS, was when they had it? And these are important questions to ask. I don't want to go on forever because now I want to tell you what's what's the result of this. So yes, two-thirds of the content at the BobDavisPodcast.com is gone. And I'm glad it's gone, even though the way it got gone was terribly unfair. I have thought for a long time that uh, it's time to kill off the type of podcasts and the media that I did before I went out on the road in 2020. Uh, th- there was definitely a metamorphosis going on in 2016 and 2017 and 2018. And that metamorphosis was almost complete in 2019. And then it was complete uh, after I went out on the road and decided to de- dedicate myself to living this nomad life and talking about it much to the chagrin of some of my radio friends who just don't understand but uh i'm confident that i know what i'm doing and i've 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 reinvented myself many times and i'm good with it i don't want that content going back to the the political years uh because what i thought i would do is basically do a political talk show uh, by doing a podcast every day for a while and talking about politics. And I don't know why, but that's what I thought I was going to do. And I did it for like three or four years. Uh, and I don't, I don't ever want to go that way again. I've talked many times about why. Uh, there is virtually no percentage in me talking about politics to you, the audience, or anybody else. I mean, I'll talk about politics with my son and my family and good friends. But that's where it ends because me telling you what to do or what I think is going on or any of that stuff has nothing to do with anything and you don't care anyway. So I like to talk about travel and I like to talk about the travel vibe because this is what I really enjoy in life. So getting rid of all the content prior to 20, I guess prior to 2019 uh, when it became obvious to me that I I was going to have to, there's a couple of political podcasts from 2019, but I think in general, uh, I had started, I would go sit on this hill by my house and I not, I don't meditate. So I really just would think deeply to try to figure out stuff to talk about that wasn't political. It took me a long time. And then, uh, uh, this whole process of during the midst of COVID uh, of thinking, you know how I can get out of having to put up with all this 
BS re related to COVID. And that is, I'm going to go on the road in an ambulance. <laughs> Who's, you know, people are like, what are you going to do if they stop you because you're not wearing a mask? And it's like, I'm in an ambulance. They're not going to stop me if they don't take a close look at it, right? So I'm okay with losing that content. The blogs are still there, so you can sort of see what was going on. Uh, but I'm glad that those podcasts are gone. Now, I still have them. I, we, we, we backed it up. So we have that all of that data. And someday, somewhere, I can put, put, uh, put it back up if I choose to uh, for people to listen to. I don't know why you'd want to, but uh, it's there. I'm just going to end kind of with this. Uh, here at the sort of this family property we have a big white shed and it's got a lot of our stuff in it and we're we're in the process of going through a lot of stuff and throwing a lot of stuff away and in preparation to move it to various different spots and also in there all the lawnmowers and tractors and everything else so you know and you know I'm divorced and it's funny because I when when I got divorced I said to, my wife is like what am I going to do with all this stuff you know your papers and all these things and I was like burn it and sure enough 30 years later she had stored it somewhere so I have been going through just a whole it's been like a walking through a museum of my life in the last few months going through everything in those uh in those boxes uh and I I don't have time to tell you my whole career story it wasn't just on the air it was I did a lot of things in management that were really you know pretty great and it was really fun to go through that whole thing and made me realize a lot of it you know I threw away because you're, we're not gonna we're not gonna save you know 10 years of research reports or strategy letters or things that I took an example from each one that I thought was a good one and then saved the saved it and then the rest of it I threw away as well as tapes and things like that it's good when it's time to let go of something you know, the universe will let you know. And this was the universe, you know, sometimes I have to be hit in the head with a two by four. And I wanted to do this anyway. I was looking for a way to truncate the site. Now we have a rather, uh, we butchered it, basically. There's a, there's a huge holes of content, but who cares? You know, the main thing is now when you see a podcast, it'll be up there and it'll be up there as long as it goes until I get another net bio violation and I'm just going to have to move to another hosting service. On top of all this, this was also a weekend in which I reached a thousand subscribers on a YouTube channel that I've hardly put anything up on until just recently. And you guys know the whole Peter Santanello story and everything else. So first of all, I want to say for all the people that listen to the podcast that moved over to YouTube to subscribe, I appreciate that. I'm going to do both, do the audio podcast and then do a video podcast talking about the audio podcast. It's different content. So again, one door closed, another opened up and pretty sub, uh, spectacularly this thing grew from about 80 subscribers to 1080 subscribers in just about roughly a month and it is also uh, doubled the audience for these podcasts so serving them up faster serving the current podcasts up faster uh, and working on uh, you know making the website better for that is fine there are going to be more developments this year unless legally I can't do it so I, I can't say more than that but if I can't do something I'm thinking about doing I won't be able to do it but if I if I can't I'm gonna do something pretty radical 
uh, with the podcasts that I think is going to be great. And I'm really looking forward to that. So uh, with that, I, I, um, there's a couple. I did get a contribution from Wayne Nelson. Thank you at the BobDavisPodcast.com. The donate window is still up. Uh, and that's all still functioning. And uh, Travis Sitard uh, is on, uh, a, you know, a monthly contribution, $5, great. Anything you can give me goes into the tank for Mobile Podcast Command, and we are going to be rolling pretty soon. So I have, you know, I have a plan to head out to New Hampshire. There's going to be future developments, hopefully, in how this whole thing gets done. And in the end, uh, it's worked out for me, uh, but this is how you make, um, you know, this is how you make silk out of a pig's ear, is that uh, you take a, a disadvantaged situation, which, again, I thought it was cruel and it was unnecessary and it cost me a lot of money and it shouldn't have. Uh, it's an example of how crappy business I'd use a stronger word, but I'd rather not. How crappy business that purports to be great really isn't. So if you look behind door number three and door number one and door number two, there's a goat when it comes to American business. Uh, They're just, you know, they're not, it's the quality and the level of service just isn't there anymore. And I've been around long enough to know the difference. I can tell, you know, this is not the 90s. Let's just put it that way. When amazing things were happening and you could get amazing things done and people were amazed and it isn't the early 2000s when influencers seem to have a lot of control and power. Uh, this is a sort of almost Orwellian uh, existence now where people are literally destroyed by some uh, algorithm and uh, or some piece of software that we don't even, that the people you call for help don't even know what uh, what it does or why it's doing what it does. So, you know, uh, I guess we have to tell these people as much as we can that bad service is not service. I offer up nothing to fix it other than simply the market that people are just going to hopefully reach a point where they're like, you know what, I'm going to find. I mean, why is there an alternative to um, Facebook? now in the form of TikTok, regardless of who owns it. Uh, the reason is Facebook is a terrible experience. It's just a terrible experience. If you have a problem on Facebook, you're, you, you have to almost, you, you, there's nothing you can do. You know, we all got those messages not too long ago. You put too many static pictures up on your Facebook account, therefore you can't be monetized on your uh, Instagram account. Like I care, I don't care about monetizing my Instagram account. It's just stuff like that, that uh, they're not business friendly and they're not user friendly. You know, Facebook's the worst of all of them. Facebook is the Kmart and, and, and a bad Kmart on the south side of Chicago where the ketchup bottles are broken in the aisle and there's fertilizer all over the floor in aisle 17 and there's babies crying on the floor and there's, you know, fat cashiers that can't count. And I mean, it's a, it's a terrible experience. That's Facebook. <laughs> YouTube is a right now kudos to youtube because youtube right now is a better experience i love the people on youtube they it's they're 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 responsive it's great having the subscribers they're supportive you're dealing directly with your audience all of that is great please don't mess that up 
And that's about it. Uh, I, I don't bring this up to be a Karen or anything else. I just bring it up to, uh, because I think it's an important thing to mention right now, especially when everyone's whining and moaning about interest rate increases and saying, this is going to hurt business. It's like, look at the quality of American business, whether it's service or manufacturing or anything else. It's terrible. And then you wonder why we're going to have a recession or you you're complaining because they're raising interest rates because you've you've lived off of free money from the federal reserve for the last 10 years so that's that's how i mean that's just one i've waited a couple of days to do this podcast because i think if i'd have done it when i was really really upset uh it would have been i would have ended up throwing it away so thanks for listening to podcast 1107 bad service is not service the Bob Davis podcasts. <sighs>